are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Alongside Matt Sheehan from Locked On Spartans, I'm Nate Dickinson. I want to take a look here on today's show at the conference cross-division matchups coming up in this football season. Because when we talked to Jacob on the show yesterday, a lot of the talk that we had is we went over, I don't know if you've talked about it on Locked On Spartans, but the Athlon list of just all the standings in the Big Ten and all that, they just released like their official projections or whatever it was. And we went over all that, but it was honestly pretty plain and kind of pretty what we think it's going to be uh, Ohio sure. state on top of uh, Wisconsin on top of the West side. There were some minor things that were shakeups, but it seemed pretty much cookie cutter what we've been talking about the whole time. And that's that there are a whole lot of teams that have a lot to prove. And I don't think we just know a whole lot about yet. So I think there's a group of at least, and you can, tell me what you think it is maybe like eight or nine big 10 teams even at the most that could all be interchangeable in the standings by the yeah. end of the season if you ask me so I feel like that makes these cross division matchups that much more important because I feel like the teams that you know are going to beat up on each other every single year like they always do these battles in between teams in teams that you don't always see that's I think a little bit more important right now no, bang on. I, I think it is like that eight, nine range. And it's it's a shame that um, as of now, of course, things can change in the last few months of the summer here, but that we're still doing divisions for the championship game because this could be the Wild West if they just said, ah, who needs them? We're just going to do the best two records at the end of the year. They'll meet up in Indy because, well, boy, just like you said, uh, there's Ohio State. And then there's eight, nine teams that could vie for that number two spot right there. And yeah, this is a great topic uh, that you came up with because a lot of this does come down to non-conference. I'm sorry, uh, crossover scheduling, not non-conference, crossover scheduling. Um, we'll get into it, obviously, in a little bit. But yeah, that's going to decide, I think, the title game in the Big Ten West because, yeah, you talk about teams just beating the, the hell out of each other. That's, we talked about it two weeks on the show. I'm a firm believer in that, that the Big Ten West is going to have Six teams that are like eight and four at the end of the year because it's just going to be a complete dogfight and it's the, the last man standing there and that could come down to the crossover game tiebreaker. So let's uh, let's get into it because wow, that's uh, could, actually because I, I, I'm just alluding to it right now and now I'm just rambling. Now I'm just hijacking the episode. I'm very sorry, but like poor Wisconsin, <laughs> like poor Wisconsin, they are going to be the favorites to win that Big Ten West. But man, they. They did not get any favors brought their way with their crossover game draw, did they, Nate? I mean, they got Ohio State, Michigan State, and Maryland. Okay, well, that Maryland game's at home. That's always fun. And, you know, it's a home game against Maryland by the time, you know, the Terrapins are usually checked out of their season entirely. Now it gets to the ugly part where uh, they got to play Michigan State on the road and they got to play Ohio State on the road as well. Those two games aren't fun regardless. But, <laughs> on the road, like – Yikes, that's a, that's a tough, tough two-game stretch right there for uh, the Badgers. So that sucked for them. That sucked for them. So that's uh, that's where I kind of want to kick off this conversation here is talk about some teams that got shafted here with their crossover games, Nate. 
Ohio State Wisconsin is going to be the first Big Ten game for both of those teams at the end of September. That's likely going to be one that's circled on the calendar for at least that first full month of the season if we yeah. don't get into it a little bit earlier, which I'm sure we will. Uh, let's yep. go over to the other team you mentioned there, your Michigan State Spartans. Another team I thought maybe not the worst, of course, if you're in the East, there's not that much to be had out there in the West, but you're facing off against Minnesota, facing off against Wisconsin, and then Brett Bielma in Illinois, which you mentioned, is on the road before we got on here. It's not the easiest of starts for uh, at least cross-conference games for them. Right. It is exciting, though, because it should – let me knock on wood here really quick – should be uh, an unbeaten matchup when Minnesota does come to town. Uh, listen, Minnesota, they got a very favorable start to their schedule. They played Mexico State, Western Illinois, and then Colorado, and Michigan State, Western Michigan, the Akron Zips, and then on the road to Washington, which that could, of course, be a spicy little game. But, yeah, we're looking at 3-0 and versus 3-0 and right there, and – Minnesota's a team that I talk about this, not just in the offseason, but during the season, Nate, if you've any of the listeners or viewers have ever you know, listened to our betting segments, I hate Minnesota because I never know what to expect out of them. So yeah, they could be an awesome team. They could be a dud of a team. I'm just not sure. What we do know is though that, yeah, Wisconsin's going to be a, a, a very good team, a solid team, a fundamentally sound team, especially between the tackles right there. But luckily, that is a game we do get in East Lansing. Now that's going to come off of the heels of hosting the Buckeyes. So this could oddly enough be a letdown spot. It shouldn't be a letdown spot, but that could be a game. Okay. Under the lights, East Lansing, Ohio state, hopefully we keep within 80 points this year. So we'll see how that cookie uh, crumbles, but yeah. And then listen on the road against Illinois, no disrespect to the fight in the line. but I have no respect for your program, uh, especially in the month of November. So I'm not worried about that one whatsoever. Let me knock on wood before I jinx myself into a 35 to 17 loss. But yeah, it's, I think Michigan state got a wash. I mean, it's, it's not bad. It's not great, but you could do a lot worse uh, for picking big 10 West teams. Like, you know, let's just, let's take a trip down the road here in Michigan. If you don't mind, at least we're not Mm -hmm. going to Iowa. Right. I mean, like Michigan has to because they got a pretty their whole their whole schedule is favorable. But if there's one game besides the Ohio State game that you want to circle for like, oh, that can get uh, dicey. It's it's the House of Horrors over at Kinnick Stadium. Like any time the I assume it's going to be a night game. Anytime that a team goes on the road to Kinnick Stadium, no matter how good or how bad you are, things can get flipped upside down very quickly, very quickly. So, yeah, Michigan's got what they got at Iowa. They got. Home against Nebraska and Illinois. Illinois. See, so it's not terrible, but I hope I hit the mute button there when I sneezed right there. That's I I hope that did not come through, but if it did, you did. I did. Sorry, but you're good. Let's go. There we go. Allergy (laughs) season's kicking by. You know what? Just like how Michigan will kick the you know what out of well, probably Nebraska and Illinois by the end of the season because that's two of their eleven home games that the Wolverines have this season somehow. So that's. Yeah, but that's it's an okay not a crossover schedule if, if you're a Michigan fan. Well, that's what I was going to say. If Nebraska is going to be what uh, that depends on, just how good that team ends up being, depending right. on uh, what you're listening to, it looks like they could be a pretty good team ending up there in the West. Looking over to the Cornhuskers, they're going to have to mm-hmm. go over and play Michigan. They're going to have to go and play, I'm looking over on the east side, Rutgers, and then yep. Indiana too. I would take that again Michigan's tough and especially when you look at the kind of their murderers row of an end of a schedule they've got Minnesota could be pretty good Michigan Wisconsin right back to back and then Iowa's a safe bet to be pretty good every single year especially 
at home in the last game of the season and playing them on a short week too. Not that that really makes that much of a difference competitively, but it, it's a matchup there where at the end, they kind of get in, in, in a weird way, a really, really tough side where at least at mm-hmm. the start of this schedule, maybe we are believing that Nebraska is a pretty good team. I could see them getting to those games near the end and at least maybe at the start of this run, when they're playing a team like, uh, again, Michigan, they could have some momentum. Yeah, I, I think it's a really, really favorable schedule. And also at a great time for Nebraska, too, because I, I, how much confidence did they, did they lose like weekly last year as they lost? OK, we lost by two points then one point then we lost this game by point four points somehow like this is a team that needs early confidence in the worst way possible. And I, the, the platter is set for them like these first six games. And this is including the co- crossover games are wildly wildly in their wheelhouse uh, you're playing northwestern over in ireland uh so that's gettable you play north dakota at home georgia southern at home oklahoma is going to be a mystery of a team but you get that game at home at least and then it's your crossover games of indiana at home and then on the road at Rutgers. as far as your first six games of the season can go and the roll of the dice of crossover games goes like I, I feel like you're feeling really good about that start to the season if you're in nebraska because look if you start three and three against that schedule or even four and two, you might be a little disappointed with like, it's just not in the stars, Scott Frost era, just give it the old Viking funeral and we'll move on to the next era over in Nebraska. But yeah, that's an awesome start for a team that just desperately needs some confidence to start their season before they kind of get in the gauntlet here at the end of the season. But yeah, I don't hate that. Bet online covers all of your sports gambling needs. If you want all the information before you actually put your money anywhere, Bet Online has you covered. If you want to actually make those bets and make a wider variety of options of bets than anywhere else, Bet Online has you covered. If you want to go to a place where the website just looks nice, as not all sports betting websites do, Bet Online has you covered. Head on over to Bet Online right now for a one-stop shop for everything that you need going on with your sports gambling needs. It's really that simple. Bet Online and sign up for free right now. Just looking at it from the Big Ten's side of things and trying to compete in those standings. I mean, looking at the first conference games, Northwestern, you mentioned overseas. I think if you're thinking that this Nebraska team's even decent, that you should be able to win in that kind of an environment in week zero. Moving on, Indiana should be a winnable game. Rutgers should be a winnable game. Uh, Purdue, if you end up thinking Nebraska's a good team, Purdue's a gettable game as well, even though I think the Boilermakers are going to be pretty good too. Illinois is an obviously winnable game. So it's, uh, I think, not out of possibility that you're an undefeated Big Ten team going into that last stretch of four games. But even if you're trying to think a little bit more real about it, just being a one-loss Big Ten team in that Minnesota matchup and then even if you're a two-loss to Big Ten team in that Michigan matchup, mm-hmm. the end of the season for Nebraska suddenly becomes very, very interesting. And you really only need to pull off yeah. one more win to get yourself into a bowl game that's pretty respectable. And who knows what comes of Big Ten chances after that with just what you're looking at. But with Nebraska, I'm, again, not sure if I'm ready to buy in on how good they are. But if you sure. think this team's any sort of good, you're looking at once you get to week 11 – a team that would have potentially, I mean, I'm looking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins already, maybe, if right. not even more, if they actually are legit. Which, hey, if, if you listen to this program before, you know I'm all in on the Huskers this season. So I, I think that they're going to be a good team, a nice little 
eight and four, nine and three team. I know bold of me to say that about a Big Ten West team because I think everyone's going to finish eight and four. But yeah, like I think Nebraska is going to be solid. And as I'm looking at the Big Ten West schedule right now, can I just like point out like the most unfortunate like uh, loser, so to speak, uh, of the crossover games? Those poor Wildcats, man, in Evanston. <laughs> they got Ohio State, Penn State, and Maryland. Ohio State is their home game. Is it, though? Because we all know that Ohio State fans travel incredibly well, especially to Evanston. That's going to be a scarlet Ryan Field. And then they got to go to the road at Penn State. And then, yeah, they got to hit the road to Maryland as well. So, like, of all 14 Big Ten teams, I think they got the biggest uh, shaft right there. <laughs> and, uh, so, I, was, I don't think they're going to be a factor in the Big Ten West. But then again, I've said that how many times and Pat Fitzgerald has the boys ready to play and they bang out like a nine and three season out of nowhere. But yeah, I, I don't expect a lot for them. So I'm sorry if I didn't bring that up earlier, but yeah, of the whole conference, as far as crossover games go, like, yeah, phew, the Wildcats got, oh, whoo, they got bent over pretty good there. Uh, so sorry to the Northwestern faithful there. Uh, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong though. Please uh, go, go prove me wrong. Wildcats. It's always fun when the boys in purple do well on the football field. It's a fun little story every other year. Well, they get the Buckeyes, and that schedule for the Buckeyes looks like they'll take Wisconsin, Northwestern, and then also go up against Iowa, too. So, I mean, with Wisconsin and Iowa, I think those are, right now, I think, like the two safest bets, maybe, to try and be able to knock off an Ohio State team over on the west side, if you're looking at, like, at least a reason to be excited about those games this season. I think Ohio State, Wisconsin, early in the year, both teams looking to maybe be undefeated. Of course, Ohio State starts off with Notre Dame, so we'll see what ends up happening there if Notre Dame is, of course, up to the task. But sure, right now, the way that it looks, I think that Wisconsin is, at least if you're trying to be like, all right, here's the West's representative to try and beat Ohio State before the Big Ten title right. game. Wisconsin maybe number one, and Iowa maybe not this season, but a lot of years countable to be up there as a good shot too. Yeah, look out. Wow, what an end of the year, too, for, for big-time play. Because, yeah, second to last week, that's Wisconsin versus Nebraska. That's going to be over in Lincoln. Like, that's going to be – put a star over that game in the schedule. That could be very important for Big Ten West. And then also, yeah, Iowa ends their season with Nebraska as well. To, yeah, just obviously end the season on that Friday night after Thanksgiving. But, yeah, the third to last game, Wisconsin versus Iowa. So, yeah, like those last three weeks between Wisconsin, Iowa, and Nebraska – bangers only and then also if minnesota wants to surprise people and they want to become a contender as well they end with iowa and then wisconsin so the big 10 west is going to be a hoot and a half in the last three weeks of the season it's going to be awesome it's going to be like a demolition derby whoever can come out the least unscathed uh good luck in indianapolis try to keep it in 40 against the buckeyes but hey you know that at least gets you in a pretty solid bowl game if you come out of the big 10 west but yeah it's man what a, what, a, what a fun schedule we have to look forward to. And I, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here because you, you brought up the Ohio State schedule. What a year to be a Buckeyes season ticket holder. Not only do you get eight home games somehow, just like Michigan, but also part of these home games are all banger games right here. You get Notre Dame at home, Wisconsin at home, Iowa at home, and then Michigan at home. Like, <laughs> what a what a time to be alive for the Buckeyes. That's Jesus. You get to go to Columbus pretty much every Saturday in the fall and half those games you're just getting treated to marquee opponents like whew, wow it's about time the fans in Columbus got a break over there Jesus. <laughs> not jealous at all it's okay 
Uh, aside from that, I'm trying to look up and down. I mean, it, it seems like the conference always does a little bit, but it doesn't try to, it doesn't seem like I'm trying to find somebody who has like three pretty easy games. And it seems like everybody has at least one where it's like, all right, that'll be at least a good game. There's nobody who's like sure. facing off against the bottom of the bottom in all of the big 10, which is of course what you want. But it's what I was trying to kind of look for was trying to find some teams like, okay, who can sneak up in the standings here because they're going to be able to get an extra win or two in whatever it is that they're facing off with. But again, I think there's at least like with only three games, they're doing a pretty good job of, trying to find at least one for every team where you're going to be able to be competitive. So it's going to be a little bit harder to gain that kind of an edge. But yep. again, it's always, always going to come down to the head to head matchups on your side of the vision too. But it's interesting to kind of have that if it matters when that stuff gets thrown into the mix of those losses that count as big 10 losses, but of course aren't against uh, the teams that you end up, having to play with everybody else i don't know it's just something i wanted to go into but it, i think it just ends up being it's only three games so we can't really talk that much about how much of an advantage someone can get when it's that simple yeah you're right yeah like no no one completely entirely locked out with their schedule entirely yes there are like winners you know when you stack it mm -hmm. all up like i just said like ohio state got you know probably the best break of them all but still you are playing Wisconsin and Iowa, like two of the teams that are probably going to be the toughest uh, in, in the crossover game. But it just speaks to, like how balanced both sides are now. Like, yes, it, it is Ohio State versus everyone, of course, except last year, like Michigan popped up. But like I think, listen, to selfishly talk about my team, I think Michigan State being relevant now, like that helps make it balanced, too, where you look at the three crossover games and you're like, oh, OK, well, that's uh, wow, pretty tough because, yeah, no one's got a completely clean break. You look at the Big Ten West. And it's going to be that mob of teams that are going to be good. And the Big Ten West is kind of, or the Big Ten East now is kind of like that too with Michigan, Michigan State. Ohio State's obviously great, but also Penn State as well. And let's see if Indiana wants to get spicy this year. I don't know. Maryland's always uh, an exciting team before November hits. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what, what happens out of there. And then, um, yeah, I'm not entirely completely bought or sold all my stock in Rutgers yet. I mean, I don't, yeah, I'm going to hold on to some of that here for a little bit. So yeah, it's just a lot more balanced in the conference today than it was three years ago, which makes these crossover games a lot more fun. So that's uh, me doing my PR work for the big 10 conference right there. Look at me go. We're in June, which means we're less than two full calendar months, right? No, less than three full calendar months. Away yeah, I like from, two better, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In less than three full, full calendar months from starting the Big Ten football season. And, of course, big one on the first game, Northwestern will play Nebraska in Dublin, Ireland in week zero first to start things off. And then it'll be, of course, as we went over, just chaos all after that. But we'll be here to talk yep. about it. And, of course, something big will happen for us to go over and some sort of off-season stuff that'll let us bring up Big Ten football again, I know. Someone will list, release some sort of list like we always have. I think it was like second or third week in a row yesterday talking about a list with Jacob Rude. So it's definitely not going to be off the mind for so long. No, <laughs> never. Come on, no. I'm, I'm itching to get back to college football, though. It is. It's, it's a shame it's three months. Like, three months is very close, but it's also so far away. Nate, I, I need this to speed up. I need it. Well, we'll be back with Matt again next week. And again, Matt's always on Locked on Spartans, too. We thank you, as always, for joining us here on the program for a bit, Matt. We'll talk to you again next week. Always a fun time, Nate. Until then, hey, see you on the flippity flop. All right. Cool. All right. Thank you. All right. Yeah, not, not, not bad for uh... – <laughs>
little, little mid-June uh, football talk right there. Look at yeah, this go. It doesn't get easier when you get into June. But yeah, I was saying right. yesterday to Jacob, too. July, you start picking up a little bit. There's some stuff. You can get preseason stuff talking. But Yeah, right. I don't know. It's right, basically recruiting and whatever pops right. up. Yeah. Which yeah, is fine. So. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, cool, man. All right. Yep. Yeah. I'll let you go. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Enjoy the rest of your week. See ya. Sure thing. Bye. Built Bar is where you go for all of your protein needs, whether it be going for the classic Built Bar, 100% real chocolate wrapped around a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or the new Built Puffs, a marshmallow filled chocolate encased protein bar that again is somehow still a protein bar with 15 grams of proteins less than five net grams of carbs and sugars and the most important 150 calories only it is the perfect product i don't know how they do it over at built.com but they've somehow jammed all of the nutrition and flavor into one and you can try it right now with some money off with Locked15 at checkout. The code is Locked15, as in Locked On. Go check out the puffs, the bars, their new caramel brownie flavor, or any of the other numerous new flavors they're always coming out with over at Built.com and use code Locked15 to try out Built Bar.